0: Grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and John are here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode
1: number 71.
0: All right, so it is morning.
1: <laughs> it is the AM.
0: Yes, and look, guys, we—you guys know how we always talk about how we—we're like, hey, we're we're becoming podcasters. Well, today's an exciting day, and that's because we are doing how many podcasts today? Just two. Just, two. but two, but, but that's big. Real talk, with four kids, busy life, craziness, all the things. I mean, I'm proud.
1: I'm, Chris, I'm proud too, and. Full as usual. Our disclaimer Ledger Man, our little infant here, is wide awake in my lap. And do you remember, hey, Arnold? Oh, heck yeah. Remember that kid that sat behind and like on the bus and (laughs) the
0: breathing? Yes. Oh my God. That's what Ledger sounds like right now. The kid with glasses and the really long Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. He's
1: breathing like that in my lap. Shoot. I can't
0: remember his name.
1: Yeah. I have no idea what his name is. Yeah. He sat behind Helga. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, but that's what Ledger, our baby sounds like, or like an a infant pig sitting here. So Right.
0: And bear well, with us. I think the moral of the story here is you just can't have expectations because we expected to wake up early, get our devotions in, get in some reading and then get straight to the podcast and have plenty of time to get this done and now we are like racing against the clock for all but you know
1: what happens when you time us when you time us i can't stay on track i talk longer so
0: and and currently we're wasting time at the moment but but we just have to make sure the uh what'd you call them the other day womb goblins
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i saw somebody say womb goblins i was like yeah that's that's accurate that's about right all right. Well,
0: excuse me. Now that we've
1: got all our banter—not our banter, our babbling
0: out—babbling and banter.
1: Babble, that's what we should have named this: babbling know, and banter. Right? Jeez. If anybody wants that, let me know. Uh, I'm going to coin that podcast right. name. Okay. Seriously, though, we actually have a—I think—a pretty exciting topic today. Not as it's not funny, but it's—it's. It's, I think it is valuable. Yeah, honestly, I feel like
0: we're going to go deep again. Remember how we gave him a little bit of. uh a little bit of a break with some lighter topics.
1: Yeah, so now we're gonna get deep.
0: Time to go. Time to go back to uh, serious.
1: <laughs> okay, ready, set.
0: Here we go. All right, so today, guys, in this episode, we're gonna talk about how to have a courageous marriage and what that looks like. And and when we talk about courage, you're probably like, okay, what what context do you mean when we're talking about Courage. And I think ultimately a courageous marriage is one where we are both prepared for anything.
1: Yeah. When Chris first came to me with this topic about courageous marriage, I thought it was cool. But when I think of courage, I think of, you know, going into battle or, so, or something like that. Um, so what did you say? The actual one of the definitions of, oh, excuse
0: me, yeah, of courage is simply put, courage is strength in the face of pain or grief.
1: Okay. So that in that context helps me so much more to be like, okay, yes, we need and desire a courageous marriage because guess what? If 2020 hasn't taught you anything, like there will be pain and grief and uncertainty and things that we need to face in our lives and in our relationships that you need courage for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and ultimately I think I think really what this comes down to is, is because like Jonah said, there's so much uncertainty and there's and there's so much change. And now we see what's possible. If if the rest of our lives is indicative of 2020, we're all in trouble. I think having a courageous marriage allows us to be able to pivot, and all of those things allow us to be able. Well, all of the things we're going to talk about today are going to allow us to be able to pivot in our strategy if need be. And so we're going to do what all podcasters do when they're like the three C's, the three T's, three whatever. And we're going to give you guys three T's to a courageous marriage.
1: Do we do that so they can remember or so we can remember?
0: I feel like, like we, I yeah, hit three T's I and I
1: know that I finish out this episode.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> that could be it. Right. So, John, T number one, tell the people what they want. All right, to hear.
1: Chris, go on and tee me up.
0: Oh, look at you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Number one is teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. I am so fully convinced of that because in our marriage, I have seen both sides of no teamwork and teamwork. And guess what? I'm picking teamwork. So why was this one of the first ones that you brought into here, Chris? Because I, I feel like it's definitely one of the most important and that we have a whole other episode on. But
0: yeah, well, I think this is kind of the foundation of this is the foundation of building the other two T's we're going to talk about. So, when it comes to teamwork, I think ultimately the most important thing is that teamwork brings us collective communication. So, so in the face of pain or grief or uncertainty or whatever any season can bring us, we have to be able to uh, to communicate and be able to share ideas and feelings and kind of kind of know what's going on with one another
1: all the things we talk about all the time when it comes to communication but yeah if you so teamwork teamwork covers a lot of different areas it can cover teamwork in parenting teamwork in the home teamwork in if you work together um, teamwork just in your relationship and being you you like we've said before in our spouse against or over kids when like we're team against everybody not against I think against sounds negative but
0: I always say it's Chris and Jana against the world <sighs> and we have kids <laughs> and we have kids
1: but our, but still against kind of has like a negative connotation to it but but yeah so if you are communicating in the smaller things like being able to effectively be a team in home looks like for us hey Chris we both live here If you can – or Chris will be like, hey, if you can do the dishes and wipe the counters, I'll do the floors at night and I'll unload the dishwasher. So that's a way that we're a team in our home life. But we're only able to – as silly as it is, we're only able to discuss that because we have clear communication and we're able to share our ideas, our feelings. I know somebody's listening to it's probably like, yeah, my husband would never do that if I said, hey, I'll do this. He'd be like, hey, I have a job. This is your area. You do it because that was us at once. Right. But – because of because we're being a team in these little things, not really little, but in the roles in our home, that's led us to start being more of a team in our parenting, which in turn is going to help us just to continue to build that framework to say, Chris and I are a team, whether it's in the home or in life, whatever comes at us, we're a team and we're going to face it together.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think that when it comes to courageous marriage and teamwork I think I think one of the most powerful things is obviously the things we have to do on a day-to-day basis require a lot of a lot of a lot of work a lot of thought a lot of you know there's a lot of stress that comes with those things so if the world turns upside down if uncertain season come uncertain seasons come and all those things and we don't have the confidence in one another to know like okay we are a team. It's okay. We got this. Then I think everything just implodes on us, right? So, so let's say obviously COVID happened and 2020 happened, and all these things. Well, we still have to feed the kids. We still have to get the laundry done. We still have to, uh, you know, clean the house and make sure we are we are bringing a sense of normalcy to our kids' lives. And so, ultimately, when the bad things happen, having confidence to know, like, well, look. We don't have to worry about being a team, uh, because now, now we can just address kind of the the more extreme things head on.
1: I think it's so easy for us as humans too to just take on things as our own, like take. All of the stress of whatever you're going through on your own, and so I think about that song, um, "God gave me you," because when Chris and I got engaged, actually we had he had one of his friends who has like one of the most gorgeous voices ever singing "God gave me you." Um, shout
0: out to Dylan Coyle.
1: Yeah, sh- shout out to Dylan, uh, as you know, after our engagement or whatever. And I can remember back then thinking. Like, yeah, I want this to be true because at that point in our lives, it wasn't true yet. Like, yeah, like Chris was supportive to me and stuff, but he wasn't really that person that I knew yet without a shadow of a doubt. God gave me you for ups and downs, we can handle it together. And that's taken a lot of years of work and the next tease that we're going to talk about to create that for us. So, point I'm making here is just that. It's so easy for us to take it all on our own. But when you can share the load of your mental stress, your physical stress, your life, all the things with your partner in teamwork, it really, it really does change
0: things for you. Definitely. And something else within teamwork that I think gets really overlooked is when we're a team and we're communicating and we're and we're and we're understanding kind of what roles need to take place. It's very it's much easier to figure out clarity for our future as a couple, clarity for our future as a family, uh, ultimately just understanding and being on the same page and saying like, okay, like we are very clear on what our future needs to look like.
1: Yeah. It just continues to mold you together into one, like you are supposed to do when you get married. So um, I think that's, I think that's good. I think we could go so far into teamwork, but because, going back to the song, God Give Me You, because we feel the teamwork, the bond, the oneness, we're able to go to the next T, which is so important to a courageous marriage, which is?
0: Yeah, really important. Transparency. T number two is transparency. So so ultimately, gosh, this, this one is huge. Uh, and ultimately, I feel like the thing that transparency has brought to our marriage, and I know will bring to anyone's marriage listening to this is oh, it's just peace in in the trials and in the craziness. Like I said, let's say crazy things happen, and we know, okay, cool. We're a team. We got this. But transparency is like, look, like there's nothing off limits. We talk about everything. We know exactly, exactly where each other are at. We're getting a pulse on each other constantly, and ultimately we have peace of knowing, you know what? I know what's going on with you, and you know what's going on with me.
1: Yeah. It's not just peace in the household because we know we're team and getting things done. It's peace of mind knowing that you don't have to worry about your partner, what they're thinking, what they're doing, what they're looking at. If you know that they're being transparent with you constantly. And that takes time. That's not something you can just say, Hey, be transparent. And then suddenly everybody's transparent and it's viewing if it's something that you've not worked towards already. So I feel like I always want to say that when we're talking, it's like, we don't just have this all together magically because we're a perfect couple because we're not. But I mean, we we've done the hard work. If you go all the way back to episode number seven, uncomfortable conversations, we've done the hard work of being transparent and practicing these things in our marriage with a lot of failures and successes and all that. The other thing with transparency.
0: Well, I wanted to bring up an example that just came to my head first. Yes. So when it comes to transparency, I'll I'll give you guys a very recent example of how transparency has really worked for us. So things have been crazy and I'm not even sure if we've launched an episode yet that talked about where we are making a shift where I'm gaining a little bit of stability and working for somebody else because we just needed a season of stability to focus on our kids and not freak out, not, not being complete freak out mode. So I'm not sure if that dropped. I don't. I don't think
1: we've talked about that. Maybe, maybe not. Now. Okay. Well, Surprise. spoiler
0: alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. I'm. I'm not an entrepreneur at this current stage of the game. COVID's been crazy. The economy. All of these Quit things. Quit
1: saying that they're gonna.
0: I know. Since C19 has been crazy. You can't talk about it. Anyway. So. So here's an example for you guys. I came to John and I said, "Look, like." my brother has a position for me um, in sales for his company. Now I come from a family of entrepreneurs guys. And ultimately the conversation we all have during the holidays is like, is how's your business? How much money are you making? Blah, 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 all these different things. And so, and so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of pride to say, I'm going to lay my dream down and go help my brother build his dream during this season of security. But because me and John have had so many conversations about where I was at and how I was getting depressed and how I felt like I was too anxious and really not not able to get this, this new business off the ground the way I wanted to, uh, how, how COVID exposed it, uh, and ultimately how I wanted to put more into our kids and be able to focus on our kids and have stability, if me and John wouldn't have talked about those things, if she didn't have a pulse on where I was and we weren't constantly on the same page, I would have come to her with that conversation. She would have immediately shut it down.
1: 100%, 100% I'd be like, nope, I don't think that's a good idea. I would have been like, you're crazy. What's wrong with you? You are an entrepreneur. You can do this. You don't have to go do that. But like you said, because we've been talking about, because we knew where each other was at, I could see the the weariness in Chris's eyes. I'm like, No. And and I felt it too. I'm like, our family needs this. Our family needs a season of of being able to breathe a little bit. Yeah, cause there's a couple episodes actually that we've recorded that we've not released. Yeah. So you might not know. It's like a spoiler alert to telling you all the big crazy things that have going uh, going on in the past couple months. But yes. Mm-hmm. So that is one that is one way, because, yeah, I think when you say transparency, you assume it's got to be everything. Like I got to expose my deepest, darkest, sinful secrets or or desires or whatever. And that can be super intimidating. But just like with teamwork, if you're practicing transparency in the smaller things, which really just means being open and communicating about your thoughts, your feelings, your desires, then. As bigger things come along or if there are bigger things that need to be discussed, you kind of build that foundation to be able to do that. Um, The other thing with transparency is it destroys insecurity in your marriage. And I think that's so huge, especially when times are super uncertain to know that you don't have to be insecure about what your spouse is going through and, and vice versa or what they're thinking, especially, you know. i'm I'm on it my coffee's kicking in (laughs) my coffee's kicking in here especially you know even just down to like being a mom who's postpartum after our first baby my insecurities in our marriage raged and we hadn't developed that full transparency yet and it really affected us and now after having our fourth child even though i may have insecurities i know because chris and i have been open about it without a shadow of a doubt He's still attracted to me. He still loves me. He still wants me. And in our our relationship, ship goes so much deeper than what my postpartum body looks like.
0: Yes, and I think I think insecurity is a big one. If we don't have a pulse on each other from a from a communication perspective and don't know what's going on with one another, it is really easy to overthink and be like, "Is she as into me as she used to be? Like, what's happening right now? Is he is he happy?" Uh, Is he is he attracted? Like, yeah, there's so many questions.
1: Well, not just physical insecurity either, but I think, you know, as the man of the house, it's easy, especially with all that we've gone through in the past year to get insecure about things like your identity as the provider for the house and stuff. And and does does she support me? Does she see what I'm doing? Is she does? You know, sorry, ledger. This is for podcasting. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it goes so much deeper than just physical insecurity and those are things that over the last year and a half of craziness that we've gone through i'm sure i mean i'm speaking for you but if we weren't open and transparent you could have gotten in your head and and probably could have taken you down a much darker darker path
0: yeah definitely and and like i mentioned in the beginning when we talk about these three t's and how they allow you to pivot so a pivot for for us right now is me taking this sales position with my brother's company, which I would have never thought I worked for my brother's kidding me. Like I would have never thought that. But again, this conversation ended up being like maybe a 10 minute conversation because she knew exactly where I was at. And she, and I, I didn't have to be insecure about going to her and saying like, Hey, I think we need to take this job and everything because she knew like, no, 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 this, this, this is going to be the right step for us because here are the things we're lacking and here's what this is going to provide. And ultimately, just like like you said, the security of me as a provider, right? Because we're so on the same page and have had those conversations, um, this was a pivot. That's a good thing for us right now. Not for everything, but it's a good thing for us right now. Uh, and ultimately, yeah, I think, I think it brings us courage in our marriage to say like, okay, in this season, we're able to gain strength by being transparent enough to make a pivot and be on the same page.
1: And to be transparent with you guys as you're listening right now, another reason why that conversation was not hard to have was because Chris and I had just that weekend been on our knees praying and telling God like, hey, we are weary. We are tired. We are Pretty much done with this this constant season of uncertainty in our finances because we're we're continuously trying to figure out what it is we're supposed to be doing with our show and with our business and all this stuff. And so uh, we had been praying for a, an absolute breakthrough, and then Chris came to me with this, and I'm like, "No, this is this is not just an idea. Like this is an answer to prayer." And we'll dive more into that in another episode. But, um, I think that shows too being transparent with, um, with our prayer life, being transparent with God, telling him how we feel, telling him when we're weary and we don't want to do something anymore. Like it's okay to express those things to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Number three is the third (laughs) T. So that is trust.
1: Trust. Can't have trust without transparency. All these things kind of go hand in hand here, if you noticed.
0: Yeah. And ultimately, I think the biggest thing that trust is going to produce for a courageous marriage is just overall confidence. And I kind of feel like trust just packages all of these T's up. It says like, I have trust that we're a team. I have trust that we're going to have the uncomfortable conversations. I have trust that we are going to know that we are on the same page. And ultimately I have trust in you and your motives and, and, and what we want together as a couple.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm like literally saying God gave me you in my head right now, because it's so fitting because God didn't, he, he didn't want us to be alone. He created marriage. He created, he literally created woman from man to be together as a couple because he knew that it would be good for us. Like, it's like, I don't know, when you kind of tie it all in, it kind of, I don't know, I'm having my own little light bulb moment here, but he made marriage. He made us to be together. We're supposed to be able to be a team and to work together and have trust and transparency and stuff. So, I mean, I don't know, I guess. Well, yeah,
0: I, I pick up
1: where I'm leaving off here. Well,
0: I agree with you. And I just think that the reason we're even having this conversation right now and, and in talking about these three T's is because there's so many there. There's so much resistance to teamwork, to transparency and to trust.
1: In a you do
0: you culture. Exactly. I'm going to do me. It's like like pride. We've always talked about it. It's like divorce is on the table, just like within arm's reach for anybody. It's not a big deal anymore. It's just like, okay, cool. This happens if I'm not happy, whatever. And, and we've mentioned it before. It's like, ultimately when we go and pick a spouse, it's a selfish decision. We're like, all right, I need to make sure this person matches up with me and makes me happy. But then once we become one, and once we become uh, a unit in marriage, it's it's no longer about selfishness. It's about how we can live together and, and, and grow together. It's no longer about me. It's no longer about you. Supposed to be
1: anyways, Right. (laughs) supposed to be anyways. Yeah. And it comes down to, if you have trust, I mean, trust, is the pinnacle of a, any successful relationship. Truly. I mean even like a parent child relationship, a loving relationship, relationship with your coworker or your boss. Like if you don't have trust in your relationship, then your relationship is built on sand.
0: Absolutely. So so let's recap these 3 T's and let's and let's really bring some some applicable action steps. So number 1, the first T to a courageous marriage is Teamwork. So Thanks. Jonna on the spot, here we go. Coffee high. What are some ways that people can be like, all right, just ju- just from a foundation, how how do we build a foundation of teamwork?
1: Well, like I said earlier, it starts with the small stuff. If you're if you are used to being a team in the small stuff, then it's going to translate to the bigger stuff. So dividing up roles in the home and in in life stuff, you know, not just cleaning, but life stuff like bills and and that kind of, you know, the nags, the extra things, because I think there's just such a common misconception still like you have your role. I have my role. We don't have roles together. No, you live in the house together. You equally make messes. You have children together. One person didn't create those children on their own. You should be a team and all of that.
0: Yeah. And I'll go back to some things we've mentioned before. And that's, and that's actually figuring out like, what's the biggest pain point for my Mm. spouse? How can I, how can I insert myself into that and, and be helpful? And, and honestly, you don't have to listen to this podcast and be like, okay, here we go. She hates dishes. And now I'm going to do dishes every single night. No, 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 no. It's not that it's, it's start to start to collect some data on what, is the most helpful and uh, and obviously what's going to work for you? Because truthfully, I think something that we've learned is I can't just dive in with all the things I have going on and be like, all right, I'm just going to like full force help you with everything. It's like, okay, what is going to really help you? And then what's also going to be something that I feel like I can manage? Because if I'm, if I'm overdoing it or I'm overexerting myself, uh, then ultimately it's not going to last.
1: Yeah, I think it takes a lot of touch and feel. We have done and a lot of pivoting and a lot of shifting with the amount of kids you have or the new season of work or whatever. Like we've done a lot of trial and error in the area of teamwork in the home and bills and stuff. Um, I think I think that's it though. I think that we have to, and I'm speaking to myself too, because it's so easy to be like, okay, great. Like if I'm a mom listening to this, I'd be like, okay, great. Can't wait for my husband to hear this and give him all the things that he needs to take off my plate. It's easy to think that because you're overwhelmed. But instead, I want to encourage you to try to shift to what can I do? What can I do? How can I be selfless for my spouse? And like Chris just said, think of ways to serve them first, because when you do that, they're going to feel more appreciated. They're going to feel more understood. And then they're going to want to reciprocate, whether it's a conscious or subconscious thought. It, it's just natural, I believe, to, to feel that and be like, okay, Oh, okay. We're doing this. I'm Now what can I help you with because mm-hmm. you start to feel that um that appreciation.
0: Yeah, I agree and I I want to bring this up. So when we talk about teamwork, I feel like we're always thinking about tangible things like, yeah. what can I do to help her? What can I do to help him? I think we need to kind of look at the core of of how each other's living their life. So maybe for mom, most moms who are stay-at-home moms or who have a lot of a lot of tangible things to do do need the tangible help but maybe for maybe for the person in the family who is who is really dedicated to their work or or is just consumed with stress at work or whatever drama or or things that are happening i I think a form of teamwork is truly showing an interest in what's happening Mm -hmm. so for instance I know that I've walked in several times, just my mind's just been racing with work and all the things I have to do. And there's almost a sense of and there's almost a sense of like, uh, she she doesn't really care. She has so many things going on. She doesn't really want to sit and talk about this with me. But I think it's really cool, not to obviously gossip about things going on at work and stuff, but I think it's really cool to to really open the conversation and be like, hey, like I know you've been working hard lately, what's been going on at work, and and actually, actually kind of being on the same page and understanding what's happening at work or within your career or whatever is really just a fire in your belly.
1: Yeah. I feel like if you think about a sports team, just because you don't play the position doesn't mean you don't want to know what your teammate is doing, right? Like you need to know what role your teammate has in the play that you're playing or else you guys can't work together. So I feel like that just that should translate to the actual idea of teamwork. You got to still know where your teammate is at and what role they're playing. And yeah.
0: Yeah. And to piggyback off of that, T number two, when when we talk about applying this, I feel like transparency also comes down to, let's be real. If we don't open up and communicate about like what's happening, like chances are dad's not going to guess that you needed help with this, even though it feels so obvious, you know, um, look, your wife's not going to guess that you want to have conversations about work and, and um, gosh, that trash truck is loud. <laughs> Holy Lord. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting our trash picked up right outside of the house. It's so freaking loud. Anyway. So I think ultimately when it comes to transparency, we have to make sure that we are, that, that we are being open enough and knowing like, Hey, like, He's not just going to guess that I need help and she's not just going to guess that I need this from her.
1: Yeah. Transparency is a very big, deep word, but it doesn't mean just all the deep stuff. Again, again, just like what I said with the little stuff with teamwork, you have to be able to communicate and be transparent with how you're feeling and what you want in all areas of your life and your relationship. I mean, this translates to the bedroom, (laughs) You know, yeah. those are things that you need to communicate and be able to be transparent with. And if you cannot be transparent with your spouse, then we got some work to do here.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that I think that from a transparency perspective, something that often happens kind of picking back off my point that I just made is people think it's like, oh, OK, yeah, we we had a passing conversation. That I need help. no, 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 no. Depending on how deep this is for you, if you're like, look, I hate the way our morning starts. I hate the way I'm doing everything. I hate I hate this. I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with this. This makes me feel a certain type of way. The story I'm telling myself is blank when, when you don't help with the, this or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the story I'm
1: telling myself is when you don't help me when I've asked you to, that you don't care about my feelings. You don't care about helping with the house. Basically, you're saying a big screw you to me is what I feel. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that that, that's pretty much. Yeah. Because I know it's a big one. I know it's easy for us women, especially to just be like, I don't understand how you don't see the pile of dishes and see me stress doing everything. Dude, I've been walking over piles
0: of my boxers and socks and clothes for decades. decades (laughs) literally i I know and like but it's so easy
1: for us to not understand that like how do you you had to step over it how did you not see that how do you not think to just hey i'm gonna pick that up and put it in the laundry instead of making my wife do it because trust me that is like one of the running jokes in all the mom communities is how men cannot find the laundry basket yeah so i get it Females, I'm talking to you. I get it that you want to get angry and get prideful and be like, well, he should just know. Well, maybe he doesn't know. So just tell him, but tell him with grace and love and understand, like we always talk about, understand the intentions. He's probably not doing it out of spite. Probably not. Just stupidity. I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. And just SNS S, to just really fit. SNS. What did you say? Stri- oh, oh, geez, Ledger, grabbing the mic. <laughs> All right. So teamwork transparency and applying. Number three, trust.
1: Trust. I mean, you can't have it without the other. So there's really not much else to say about trust except for it's very obvious that trust will bring you ultimate confidence that you are doing life with this person and you guys can get through things because if you can trust them in your everyday life, then if you have to make big, scary decisions, or when the inevitable of pain and grief come, it gives you the courage to face it together with teamwork, transparency, and trust.
0: Well, and maybe trust comes down to a conversation of transparency. And that is like, do you trust me? <laughs> like, like, what reasons would you have not to trust me type, type of thing, you know? I think that I think we're so afraid to have that conversation it's like, yeah, I think I think my husband trusts me, or I think I think my wife trusts me and my intentions and how I live my life, and blah, blah blah blah, but truly, yeah, all of this stuff is wrapped up into trust because when the hard seasons come, when the pain or the grief or or the or the uncertain seasons come in our lives, if we don't have trust that we're a team and trust that we're gonna have the conversations with one another. Uh, and know that we're on the same page and trust that each other has the right motives for the future and all that stuff. Uh, I think, I think everything falls apart.
1: Uh, yeah. So if you're at this place though, and you're like, yeah, I don't have those things, Chris and John, I'm like, that's great for you. We haven't built this foundation yet. Like maybe it's stressing you out a little bit. Cause you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't trust my spouse or we aren't, you know, I've got skeletons in my own closet or, or I need help and they're not helping. It could be little or big don't just blow that off. Take that as an opportunity to start seeking how you can work towards these things. Because if you're going to stay married to this person, you need these things. You need to have trust and honest communication and teamwork to have a courageous and successful marriage, like we've said. So, but I want to encourage you that if you're not there, it's okay. Um, but it's not okay to stay there.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think we always, I think we always talk about that. It's like, look, pretty much, we have to realize we have control of what of what we have control of, and if we're not capitalizing on that, then it, it is our fault because we're not having the conversations. We're not, we're not like if you're hearing this podcast. Sorry, but now it's your responsibility to. Start to ingrain these three T's in your marriage and start this conversation and take the action to to make good on like, okay, what can I do to be a better team for my spouse? What can I do to be more open and know what's going on with him or her? Um, And ultimately, what can I do to show them that they can trust me? Then, right, grow yourself, grow your marriage. Hopefully, it's reciprocated. If it's not reciprocated, it's at least… Noticed, and if it's noticed, it sparks a conversation. Because I really think that if you take this episode and you're like, send this to your spouse, and you're like, okay, cool, we need to make sure we have teamwork, we're transparent, and we trust one another. Uh, but you haven't shown those things, like you're going to hold up your end of the bargain. Uh, it's going to fall on deaf ears, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's good. So, grow yourself, grow your marriage means take these and start thinking about how you can implement them and how you can show up better for your spouse and how you can be selfless in the areas of, like we said earlier show helping them with their quote, quote job or what they do the most of. Um, And just being, maybe you need to seek more help in this area, obviously more than just what we are telling you over here, but
0: yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go really applicable here as we, as we close this out. So I'm a guy if you're a guy listening to this and you feel some type of way, oops, I'm hearing a kid get up, so I'm gonna go quick here, right? So from a from a teamwork perspective, why don't you talk to your wife tonight and be like, "Hey, uh, what do you need as we wind down the evening? Do you need me to help put the kids to bed? Do you need me to do the dishes? Do you need me to sweep the kitchen? You need me to, you know, just like clean Fat up, rub. clean up after the kids, right? Like just ask what she needs, just one thing, right, and do it. Just make it happen tonight, okay? And then if you're like looking for T number two and what you can do, maybe it's, maybe it's a conversation uh, like where we, we kind of talked about, you can't argue with feelings. It's like, look, I feel less than when you talk to me this way. Um, I like, this makes me feel this type of way. If there's something that's, you know, straining your marriage, uh, then maybe it's that transparent conversation or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's asking like, Hey, how are you? Like, how is, how is motherhood? Are you finding a purpose? Are you feeling good? Like, where are we at? Like
1: self, a, a marriage assessment. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it starts with just a, a relational assessment of like, let's talk about this. Like if we, you don't know where to start, talk about where are we right now? Are we where we want to be?
0: Yes. And what tips would you give for the ladies listening? Just off the top of your head, teamwork and transparency.
1: Uh we we do everything already, so I don't know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um I I think it's the same. I think you sit down and just be like, hey honey, where is an area that I could help you out? And maybe, you know, if you're like us, Chris for at one point was doing all the bills and doing all the, you know, running his business and being gone all day and taking all that stuff on. And you know, my pride wanted to say, I can't take any more on. Like I'm trying to keep these humans alive. But again, if you're helping each other, then it starts to to even out, I guess. So if that's kind of what's going on with you, you and be like, hey, how can I get involved with the budget or how can I get involved with making things easier on you? Can I make you lunch for work tomorrow? Will that make your day run smoother or, you know, something along those lines. And then for transparency, same thing. Just sitting down and be like, let's let's make time to talk about where we're at right now and in how we're doing and if we need to be doing better. I like it. I like it.
0: There you go. So I think we've hammered them home enough. The three T's to a courageous marriage teamwork, trust, no transparency and trust and trust.
1: All right. Per usual,
0: per usual,
1: per usual. If you enjoyed this episode and if we dropped some golden nuggets on you that you want to share, go ahead and share it with somebody. Um, and then, of course, uh, thanks to all of you who have continued to buy us a coffees. Buy us a coffees.
0: But buy us a coffees. Buy us.
1: Buy us coffees at buymeacoffee.com slash GYGYM. That money goes towards, well, coffee sometimes or production.
0: Yep. Awesome, guys. Well, we hope this brought you value, like we said, and we will talk to you next time.
1: Thanks, guys.